Right, hello, welcome to the latest edition of the Leeds, Leeds, Leeds podcast, the Leeds United podcast brought to you by Leeds Live. Uh, my name is Baron Cross. I'm a digital sports writer at Leeds Live, uh, and after that tongue-twisting introduction, I will, uh, I'll now bring Christian Johnson in. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of our news reporters. He's stepping in today. Joe Mewis is off on annual leave. Trying um, to fill his boots. I, I could have been off. As you can probably tell, I'm full of cold, but uh, soldiering on in the, uh, in, in the name of Leeds United. What a trooper. An absolute <laughs> trooper. Well, we've got a few things to, uh, to recap on here. Um, we've obviously got the, the Birmingham City defeat from, from last weekend, the, yeah. uh, the first blemish on, on Marcelo Bielsa's championship copybook this season uh, and we've also got the press conference to reflect on we had a 50 minute mammoth epic whichever adjective you prefer press conference with Bielsa on Wednesday afternoon at Thorpe Arch and then Standard of course Bielsa when he's in a... <laughs> that's probably the longest we thought it was going to go on for a, into a second <laughs> hour didn't we it was very very close I think that's probably the longest we've had since um, since his introductory press conference at Ellen Road in the in the summer uh, and then, of course, you've got the small matter of a Yorkshire derby to look forward to on Friday evening. So uh, the Whites are back in action less than a week after the Birmingham City defeat. And it's Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough in front of the Sky Sky Sports television cameras. So, uh, Christian, we will start with Birmingham. That's obviously the, the best place to start chronologically. What did you read about the game? You weren't there, but what have you read? Anything that, that, that jumps to mind you want to talk about? Yeah, it's just it sounded like it was just one of those days for Leeds. Mm. Um, and having spoken to, to yourself and Joe, you know, Leeds play on a bit of a, a tight wire at the moment. You know, yeah. if, if one or two things go wrong, yeah. the whole system can come crumbling down. And clearly, that was the case when Phillips was substituted so early. That was he a big was, factor yeah. in, in, in him going off. It's not the first time, obviously, it happened in pre season. But interestingly, Bielsa has, has come out and taken all responsibilities, isn't he? After the game, he, he said, that's not Calvin's fault, it's my fault. Yeah. And that's very much, that's, that's straight from Bielsa's copybook. That, that's very much been the, um, one of the talking points as well since the game, is um, after the match, clearly the, the press are going to ask him about, about the Phillips situation. You know, if you've got a player being substituted inside 35 minutes, clearly all is not right with, uh, with the performance on the pitch we could all see that and I think you've got to, you've got to commend Bielsa for, for reacting before it was too late really I mean you could argue probably it was too late but he reacted at least you know, he didn't wait for the second half he didn't rest on his laurels he, he very much wanted to act and be active in responding to the way the match was going um, and after the match you know, once he was asked about that you know, he made it clear from the outset that this was his decision you know, this was his mistake yeah. Calvin should not be held responsible for the mistake that he made in selecting that side and which, is, which is great because he's still a young lad I know he's got a lot of first team appearances but it's often forgotten how young Calvin Phillips still is it is forgotten and that, yeah. that could really damage him mentally but for Bielsa to come out and say look it's nothing to do with Calvin it's all on me that yeah. I think it will do wonders for, for Calvin Phillips well, confidence it's, it's interesting you mention the, um, the psychological impact on Calvin because that was something that, that Bielsa actually addressed in the uh, the second press conference of the week uh, on Wednesday afternoon looking ahead to uh, to Sheffield Wednesday you know, he said he, he wanted to make it clear that it was not his intention to hurt somebody as generous and as noble as Calvin Phillips. You know, some really some some glowing praise from Bielsa about Calvin, and clearly, Bielsa is a very very thoughtful man. You know, he's very uh, empathetic. To say the least, he yeah. he, he, does, he, he thinks about uh, the way his actions um, impact upon people, and I think he's clearly considered the impact of that substitution on Calvin and I'm sure they've had conversations behind the scenes to, to try and soften that blow and, and, and give Calvin an explanation so on, on more than one occasion Bielsa has, has tried to um, re-emphasise that point to the press 
that it was his mistake and he was simply trying to correct that mistake. He wasn't trying to suggest that Calvin was to blame. What was the, what was the reaction to another young player, Bailey Pe- Peacock Farrell, who's come into the team last season, done amazingly well, Yeah, but then he did make a mistake at the weekend. What, he did. what was the reaction after the game from, from the fans and also from Bielsa as well? Yeah, I think I think during the game, we obviously watched the, watched the match in the press box and I think initially... Che Adams' first goal it was it was quite a bizarre goal to sort of go in it, it, he sort of shaped his body to go one way and then so he, if you can imagine he the ball came in from Birmingham's left flank it, Adams received the ball with his back to goal maybe about 30 yards out on the angle outside the box turned and normally you'd expect Phillips or, or Clich to um, to attack him and, and to, to, to defend their goal and try and run the ball but he seemed to have an absolute acre of space to turn around and, and he shaped his body to almost sort of curl it right-footed towards the far post if you like so if you imagine from Peacock Farrell's point of view it looked like that ball was maybe going to be curled to Peacock Farrell's left yeah so uh, when you look back, obviously with the benefit of looking back at the highlights, you can see Farrell does seem to sort of position himself. He, he almost takes a half step to the left in anticipation of Adams's goal and Adams's strike. Sorry, and in the end, the ball goes into Peacock Farrell's right hand side, and and it's not even tucked inside the corner. You know, it, it's almost centre goal, it's just and, it, and, it, and it's wrong-footed. gone in. And, it, and like you said, I think it's, it's wrong-footed him and um, Che Adams. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, he has gone on the record as saying that it was all intentional, that he deliberately gave Peacock Farrell the eyes. You know, it was it was a deliberate action. We don't know how honest that <laughs> he was. Say that um, now after the game. I think I think when you look at the the video, you can believe that Chalms did do it deliberately. But either way, Peacock Farrell's got his angles wrong, and he's moved too early. He should have waited. Uh, and Bielsa, you know, he hasn't slated any of his players, but, you know, he did acknowledge that, that I think that the word he used in translation was evidence. There was evidence of, clear evidence, that Peacock Farrell has got that first goal wrong. And, and the second goal wasn't great either, to be honest. But um, but there's also clear evidence that Bielsa rates Peacock Farrell. He's, yeah. he's definitely his number one. You know, Blackman's come in, but he's, <coughs> he's not had a look in really yet. Quite so, right, yeah. Do do you expect Peacock Farrell to just continue between? Yeah. And nothing's going to change there, Absolutely, is it? Absolutely, yeah. Peacock um, Bielsa was asked about Peacock Farrell in Wednesday's press conference. You know, what, what was his reaction to that performance? It was in in stark contrast to the way he's performed in the first eight league games of the season. So uh, Bielsa said, you know, you, you cannot look at this match in isolation. You know, you, you have to look at the season as a whole. And, and Peacock Farrell has clearly been a, been one of the star performers for Leeds. He's had very little to do because the team have been so comprehensive sure. in their in their control of the ball, but. Um, yeah, Bielsa's already made it very, very clear that he's not making any changes for, for Friday, so don't expect any changes in goal on Friday. But um, as we saw with Felix Viedvald last year, um, if you do string together two or three bad performances, then you know, you've got somebody of Jamal Blackman's calibre waiting in the wings. This was the reason why Jamal Blackman was brought in on loan. You know, he's a he's a player who got plenty of championship experience last yeah. season with Sheffield United. And uh, he'll be hungry to play some football. That's the reason he left absolutely. Chelsea. Absolutely so. right. Yeah, I mean he he's one of these many players, a bit like Lewis Baker, that that's come out on loan looking for first team football and at the moment he's he's only played in the in the League Cup uh, and for the under twenty threes. So he will be chomping at the bit and there's only so far his patience will stretch. Um, so if Peacock Farrell does drop a few more clangers in the next few weeks then Jamal Blackman will be in there. Um I suppose if if we can sort of wrap up the Birmingham defeat now, like I said, you know they just weren't at the races. Yeah. I don't think Birmingham played particularly well. I think they were very passive. I think they sat back. I think they waited for turnovers in possession, and I think Leeds gave him the win. You know, Leeds. I've not seen them that sloppy in possession all season. You know, simple passes going awry, ailing, size, click, 
um, Phillips just misplacing passes that were, were finding their destination earlier in the season and hopefully quickly this will be corrected ahead of Friday's game but that, but that was that, that was my sort of reasoning think, for the defeat and I think if it was the first league game of the season and you're, you're looking at the team trying to implement these ideas and not being able to do it you'd be worried but you've yeah. seen Leeds do it time and time again this season already so Again, I don't think there's anything to worry about. You've taken yeah. a much closer look at Leeds and you're saying the same and so is Bielsa, so who are we to argue with him? Absolutely, yeah, nothing to worry about just yet. It's, um, it's, been, it's been a really, really good start to the season and I think that's a really good point, Christian. I think if, if that had been the first game of the season, you know, if, say, let's say Birmingham at home, first game of the season and they turned out and performed like that, there'd be a lot of questions and a lot of concerned people thinking that maybe Bielsa's style isn't for this league and, and this high-risk strategy isn't for this league. But as you've said, eight matches unbeaten before that. Yeah. They're still top of the table on goal difference. There is no reason to change anything just yet. Um, I think if we were to look ahead, um, uh, so we are recording this on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, we went up to Thorpe Arch and we spoke to Bielsa um, for his sort of pre-match views on Sheffield Wednesday on Friday evening. Uh, some some really, really interesting stuff from him, to be honest. Um, Adam Forshaw was, was, was the focus of quite a few questions. Um, I know you're a big fan, aren't you, of Forshaw? Huge, yeah, huge fan, yeah. I think, if anything, I, I came away yesterday and, and, and chatted to Joe that I felt a little bit better about my sort of <laughs> my appreciation of football and that um, Bielsa agreed I mean he didn't agree with me but I, I've said on a few occasions that I thought Forshaw was the standout player in pre-season and, and Bielsa said exactly the same on Wednesday and he really was a big loss Forshaw that, that what injury. was it that Bielsa was saying about Forshaw in particular about his game what what did he highlight about his game I think he said, he said he's a very dynamic player. He's a very flexible player. He, he said that he's very, very similar to um, to Mateusz Klick. Um, as we've all kind of assumed, Klick kind of came in at the start of the season and played in the position that Forshaw would have played. And, and, and to his credit, the Polish international has been has been fantastic. You know, he's he's, he's been he's been flawless. Bielsa himself has called Klick a a complete player. I mean, that is huge, praise huge indeed. praise. Yeah. And he, so he said that Forshaw and Klick are, are very interchangeable. They both have very similar characteristics. Um, they're as is important as Samuel Saiz, but Saiz wow. is, a, is a slightly different player. Um, so Bielsa couldn't have been more effusive in his praise for Forshaw. He says that Forshaw's fitness is improving. You know, he's ready to play. Clearly, it would be harsh to drop Click off the back of um, that performance against Birmingham City. Nobody played well that day. Click on the whole has been has been fantastic. So Forshaw's going to have to wait his turn. But um, long term, where do you see it going? From what Bielsa said, do you, do you see Forshaw coming in for Click? Do you see him playing alongside <coughs> Click? It's really tough, Christian. I mean, this is why Bielsa is paid the money he's paid to make the decisions. I think we had this with a bit with Janssen and Berardi and, and Cooper for a few weeks in that. that Janssen was kind of waiting in the wings and everybody knows that sort of uh, more often than not he's going to be the premier Leeds United centre-back so we were kind of waiting for how Bielsa was going to approach that situation because Brady and Cooper started the season so well and as it was Brady got injured and that's opened the door for Janssen so in the same way that Forshaw's injury opened the door for Click, um, you do think that maybe the decision will be made for him if and when um, Click or, or Phillips suffer injury I mean Bielsa's been at pains to point out in the past that, that Phillips is almost irreplaceable you know there's there's very few sorry there's there's nobody else in that squad that can do the job in as similar a way and, and as an effective a way as Phillips in that in that defensive midfield role so I think it is very much going to be a case of Click or Forshaw if Bielsa had an ideal world so it's it's Click's shirt to, to lose at the moment and it's such a nice problem to have that. For years, yeah. Leeds have had 
a few players who you can nail on for the first team 11 mm. whereas now you're looking at more than 11 players who you'd say they deserve a first team place so yes. like you say Bielsa's paid the money to make these decisions mm. he's got big decisions to make it is a long season and injuries can force his hand yeah quite right I think um, yeah, we, we're only in, in mid sorry in late September now and uh, it's, it's a hell of a long season yeah. and a lot of these players are going to be used at various points during the course season and it's important we've got them all there I think it's nice having Forshaw as an option off the bench at the moment in light of the other injuries Ruth Hernandez Bamford Brown Shaughnessy uh, did I say Hernandez? Yeah exactly. um, you, Hernandez, all these, these players that can these, these players are all injured at the moment and they are really really missed at the moment but it's nice to have you know the return of Forshaw you know Forshaw himself obviously has come back from injury and it's nice to have that option off the bench um, so yeah it's, it's a quality problem to have uh, the bench um, does have a slightly sort of uh, inexperienced tinge to it at the moment I think when you when you look at the bench for options you've got Baker and you've got Forshaw there as, as the main option Stuart Dallas was was of course the guy that was brought on in the first half of Phillips on Saturday so you need Forshaw there on the bench you know, as an option, really, as a, as a game changer. Um, if if there's, there's really other interesting things that, that Bielsa said in the press conference on Wednesday, um, there's this whole style v substance argument, which and he's, which, he's he's raised that before. He's raised it in a few press conferences before, but mm. on Wednesday that was a, the most at length that he's spoken about it. From what you, yeah, said. it was it was fascinating, and and it's clearly it's, it's an argument which is which has gone on in in the public sphere of football for, 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 for months and years now I mean it, the classic examples which spring to mind are Tony Pulis and Sam Allardyce yeah. two very very successful managers in the top flight with, with the various clubs they've managed at and quite often they're brought in as firefighters you know men to turn ailing clubs around uh, managers who appreciate a certain style of, of uh, resilient football not particularly pretty on the eye but effective gets results and this is a results business and the ones that spring to mind I mean Pulis at West Brom and then Allardyce at Everton they were doing okay at those clubs before they went I know Pulis sort of fell off a cliff quite quickly but in general terms the the, 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 the sort of the long held debate was do you want football that you enjoy watching or do you want results I think it's got a certain shelf life that kind of football yeah. doesn't it if, if it keeps you in division yeah. fine but even at West Brom you saw Pulis keep them up but after a while they just got a bit fed yeah. up of watching his football I think, I think, and as it was, West Brom went down, didn't they, without Pulis? Um, I think it's. It, it, I mean, Bielsa doesn't say that the, that he has got the right answers. You know, he's not saying that he is right. You know, he's he's not saying that it's his way or the highway. He's just saying this is the way he perceives football. And he actually said, you know, I would ask the fans what would they prefer. You know, effectively in his wordy way. You know, do you want style or do you want substance? And and in his mind, he said he gave an example. He said if the Leeds fans aren't bothered about the beautiful game, if they're not bothered about the beauty of football, uh, the art of football actually being entertained, they could have had a point on Saturday. You know, He said that they could have not played they want to play and got a point against Birmingham. But as it was, they lost the game by trying to play, as he puts it. So the, it was The it, difficulty it, with sort of going, <laughs> going route one, whilst you've uh, cough away with Cole there, yeah. the difficulty with going route one is that it sort of throws all of Bielsa's principles out the window and the players might start thinking, oh, yeah, we've played well, but when it goes wrong, we'll resort to this. Is this actually the way? Whereas the fact that Bielsa's sticking to his principles, even when they weren't playing quite so well, long-term in the players' minds, 
that will stick with them and, yeah. and, and resonate with them and make them think yes this is no matter what's going on we're going to play this way because this way long term is going to get us results and hopefully get us promoted yeah. and the players have put a lot of stock in that I think the players have taken a lot of heart from the fact that regardless of what's going on in the pitch regardless of what the circumstances are regardless of what the score is they will never not play the way they play. Um, the, the example that, that we've been given is obviously Swansea City away. It was not going well at all there. Swansea were playing brilliantly. I'd say that's the most on-the-rack Leeds have been this season. I think Swansea were thoroughly out playing them all over the park. But Leeds didn't, didn't change tactics. You know, the players will take a lot of heart and confidence from the fact that Bielsa didn't tear up his crib sheet and give them different instructions. He just kept telling them to do what they've been doing in training keep playing the way we trained you to play and the result will come and as it was they got a 2-2 draw that day which is a good result for West Swansea fantastic result yeah. uh, I'd say possibly one of the best points they've earned so far this season um, because they really were up against it at Swansea so yeah I think, I think the players take a lot from this style v substance argument I think if Bielsa can have both ways you know, he wants to win but he wants to win in an attractive way it's a bit like Arsene Wenger I suppose Wenger got a lot of grief didn't he for sort of trying to play his way and not necessarily always getting the results. Yeah. It's all about the product on the pitch and entertaining people after a long, hard week at work. Uh, other, other things to touch upon, uh, just, just one little tidbit that I quite enjoyed from the press conference on Wednesday. Um, he was obviously asked about Sheffield Wednesday, looking ahead to, to the match on Friday, and his thoughts on Sheffield Wednesday's approach, what tactics they might use, what his opinion on them is. And clearly, you know, a man as well-read and as well-learned as Bielsa, a man who researches his opposition to the nth degree it's always going to be fascinating to hear what he's got to say about any old team and I think if I was an opposition fan I would purposely go and find what Bielsa has said about your team because it's always going to be interesting and um, he uh, he went into this amazing amount of detail he sort of reeled off this list of numbers that the shirt numbers that Sheffield Wednesday's players use and it was by memory almost you know he, he said I'm going to give you the numbers and I sort of had a bit of a wry grin on my face as he said that you knew what was coming we knew he was about to just list <laughs> off all of Sheffield Wednesday's shirt numbers clearly didn't know the names but that's not important to him it's the numbers and what they represent on the field for him and what sort of players they are and it was just an amazing amount of detail that this guy he didn't have a piece of paper in front of him he just remembered five or six shirt numbers and what they do on the pitch and, and on what role they play and um, to be fair to him you know, I followed up and asked him you know uh, I was very, very impressed with the numbers that you gave Marcelo. You know, what, what, what anal- analysis do you do? When do you do it? How long do you analyse for? And he, and he gave a lot of credit to his team, his backroom team. And he says he simply doesn't have the time to watch all of Wednesday's matches. But his team does. But if so, he had the time, he would. You know he'd watch every single game of football under the sun. If, if he had 50 hours in a day, he would do it. He'd be watching Sheffield Wednesday's 97-98 season in the Premier League <laughs> with Andy Booth in attack and just trying to work out the way they play from We all have a bit of Premier League years. Ago. So um, yeah, it, it was just it was just another fascinating tidbit from 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 one of his his press conferences. Um, and also, he didn't need to share that information as much as no, he's, he's there. Very you know, he's, he's he, very forthcoming. He, he doesn't need to tell tell us about all of his his encyclopedic knowledge of, no. of Sheffield Wednesday, but he does because he he, he wants to share his knowledge and he Absolutely. sees no reason not to. No, he's he's, he's very he's not he, he's he's not guarded at all. You know, he he you know, he said he said on Wednesday, you know, I'm not going to make any changes. How many managers do you know in world football that's, that give you their team days before the match? I mean, but that's just, just the just way his mind works. He's not going to make any changes, so why, why not just say it? Yeah. That's, he, that's how yeah. he works. He's just, he's just a very, very honest, unassuming bloke, and it's been really refreshing talking to him this season. Um, we'll look ahead to the Wednesday game now. Obviously, Friday night, it's 7.45 kickoff at Hillsborough, live on Sky Sports. We'll be there. Joe and I will be, will be there, live blogging the game. 
Um, Tough place to go. Yeah, and what's interesting is Wednesday, one of the form teams in the league. Um, They've only lost once in their last six. They're fourth in the form table for the championship. That's above Leeds United. Because I suppose if if, if you're being a pessimist, Leeds have only won one of their last four. Clearly out of context. That's not a great stat. But when you look at the context of Middlesbrough at home, Millwall away... um, Hammering Preston, you know, completely writing Preston off the face of the earth at Ellen Road, and then Birmingham sort of turning up on a day where Leeds didn't turn up. So that that's why Wednesday are ahead of them in the form table. They're a dangerous side. They got a fantastic result at Villa last weekend. They beat Villa away from home two one. Um, Despite McGinn's <coughs> goal of the century. Oh, what a goal! I mean, we could do a podcast on that alone. We what won't, but goal. we could. Staggering, staggering goal. Um, <laughs> But talking the context of Sheffield Wednesday, it's an interesting season for them because in the summer they were unofficially placed under a transfer embargo. embargo. Yeah. They didn't sign any players, if I'm right, or, or certainly not many players. I think at maybe all. a couple of loans, but that's it. That's it. No they, they, you know, they're not and I, I think there was a bit of pessimism going into the season um, for Sheffield Wednesday yeah. fans ahead of this ahead of the season. But they've picked up massively in recent weeks, and one place where they're really, really well stocked and where Leeds need to be careful is an attack. You yeah. look at the attacking options that Wednesday have got who don't even make the you know starting eleven. Yeah. It's pretty frightening. Yeah, Stephen Fletcher is the name that kind of jumps out. You know, anybody who's followed Premier League football will know about Stephen Fletcher and, and, and the various clubs that he's played for and, and he seems to having a bit of a renaissance at Wednesday this season under Jos Lehukai. Uh, Fernando Forestieri is such a memorable name. And he's a mercurial talent, he really is, you know yeah. he, you're never quite sure what you're going to get with him, but if he's on his game, he's so at this level he's so difficult. To I've, stop. I've never really followed him too closely. I know he was at Watford and didn't quite well there, and he's always been known as a very, very um, good Championship performer. Sorry, an excellent Championship performer. Like you say, on his day, arguably one of the best players in the division. Well, had, I saw, had I his saw, disciplinary issues as well, big time. I, I saw Sheffield Wednesday a few weeks back when they played at home to Ipswich, and they didn't look spectacular but they always looked in control of the game they were never under any really? pressure and Ipswich aren't a very good side but for me the moment of the game that stood out was when Forestieri came on Really, Wednesday looked at a decent side but as soon as he came on he just looked a different level to everyone else on the pitch gliding past players drawing fouls yeah you know, he really is a, a cut above when he's on his game. So it'll be interesting to see if he starts on Friday night and how Leeds stop him because he, he drifts into sort of mm. those half spaces in between yeah. the fullback and yeah. the defensive midfielder. With Leeds playing quite an expansive style, Phillips could be in for a tricky night. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's good. I mean, I, I don't think I'm ever going to say I'm not excited about a Leeds game whilst Bielsa's in charge. So um, <laughs> I am excited about Friday night. You know, I think it. You do, you do sense that it, a, bit, a bit like going into that Preston game. You, know, you felt like they needed a win in that Preston game. It feels like they do need a. It's away from home, so I think most people would take a draw if they're being brutally honest. At the very least, I think if, if if many fans, if they were offered a draw now, they'd probably take it because they're away from home and Wednesday are in form. But um, so it does feel like they do need to sort of dodge defeat because if they if they were to lose, then those questions about last season creep up again. Alioski, um, the, the player that was put for the press conference on Wednesday, you know, he was asked about that quite a few times yeah. because he was here last year. He saw firsthand how quickly Christiansen's team dropped off. Uh, after one or two defeats, it became four or five defeats mm-hmm. and suddenly they were out of the playoffs. So he was asked about that. You know, he, like Bielsa has said, you know, I don't think you can compare this season to last. It's, it's, it's incredibly different. The players are very similar, but the coach is different. The... Um, the ethos is different uh, the training is different the performance the tactics are very very different so I don't think it would be wise to compare too much but inevitably those comparisons are going to be made especially if they lose on Friday and suddenly people start thinking the wheels are coming off and it's one win in five 
so it will, it will be fascinating like I said I don't know a great deal about Sheffield Wednesday but like, well, like you've, you've alluded to there Christian uh, Forestieri is clearly going to be very important for him it sounds like he's probably going to come back into the side we know Leeds are going to be unchanged what, what do you <coughs> make of the fact words. that it's a, a Yorkshire derby as well was any emphasis placed on that by Bielsa I'm, I'm sure it wasn't because no. he looked at things very black and white he does yeah but from a from a Leeds point of view, from a Leeds fans' point of view, well, from the players' point of view, is that something that they can use to motivate them, or or will that just be be completely out the window? I think it's an easy thing. I mean, it's an easy line of questioning, isn't it? I mean, there was a few journalists at the press conference that went down that line. You know, Marcelo, this is a Yorkshire derby. Is that important? Or Marcelo, how does a Yorkshire derby compare to? The derbies you, you witnessed in Argentina, and he obviously could draw no comparison with with, with his <laughs> it's experiences not quite of Argentina. Bocker, is it? It isn't. Um, so I think I think it's an easy line of questioning for journalists to use. I think it's an easy way for us to build up a game as a Yorkshire derby. I've chatted to a few people that have. This is my first Wednesday Leeds game, and I've chatted to a few people that have said, you know, Wednesday Leeds is not going to compete with Bradford Leeds or Huddersfield Leeds or even Sheffield United Leeds. Um, Yorkshire's a very very big county. <laughs> you've got derbies with the likes of Rotherham and Barnsley and maybe Hull City and I think you're stretching it a little bit there to yeah. kind of build up a derby atmosphere yeah. I think Leeds fans are always going to travel in, in, in numbers and obviously this one's sold out within minutes yes. as it always does yeah. so I think, I think there will be there will be an element of, of fire to it particularly under the lights on a Friday night that adds yeah. a bit of extra age to any I, game I think Bielsa is very in tune with whatever lights the fans passion you know he, he, he constantly talks about fans passion and their love for the game over in this country and, and how fiery fans can be and I think he's always going to be aware of something like a Yorkshire derby is going to get fans more excited than say Swansea City away um, so I think he will be aware of it I don't think it will matter too much to him and the players but I think he may well sort of try and play off that maybe in his team talk uh, with the players and sort of making them aware of how the fans are going to be seeing this game um, it's obviously been picked for Sky coverage so Sky I think there's, there's something in it um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see like I say Whites are going to be unchanged for better or worse uh, Kamar Roof as we um, were led to believe is the closest to returning of the injured six but he's not going to be available for Saturday or immediately as Bielsa said so I think that means not Sheffield Wednesday or Friday but maybe Hull or possibly Brentford next week I think I think if Roof's not That's in the running that's a big bonus that I mean you can't I think it, I think how if, big that is yeah, if, if Roof's not in the running for Brentford then I think questions will be asked but I think the likes of Berardi and Hernandez are a little bit further away and they could be a little bit longer and Hernandez especially we may not see him until after the international break which is a blow um, but you know Harrison's got to step up again and he has done he did at Millwall and you know that yeah he, he looks alright at Millwall I think his best game was definitely Preston I thought he was fantastic like, like most of the team on Tuesday night um, guilty maybe going missing a little bit against uh, against Birmingham but as I've said I think pretty much everybody went missing against Birmingham so you can't really be too critical about that um, and I think at that stage we'll probably wrap things up pretty much so, there so um, another, another big game on Friday night and we'll you know we'll bring you all the reaction <coughs> you and Joe are going down you'll have your, your Facebook live your we live will, blog yeah. so, uh, so Joe and I yeah, we'll, be, we'll be in place in, uh, in South Yorkshire in, uh, in late afternoon we'll have the live blog going we'll have team news we'll have player ratings we'll have breakouts you know, on, on injuries or, or match incidents and like I say, post-match, you know, we'll have the press conference live blog, uh, exactly how Bielsa responds straight after the match. And we'll also be live on Facebook. You know, the, the, the Facebook lives have been quite popular of late, so you know, we'll, we'll be picking through the bones of, of the game on Friday night inside Hillsborough. But in the meantime, thanks for, uh, thanks for stepping in, Christian. It's been a, a pleasure as always. Pleasure's all mine. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully be back with another podcast next week. <laughs>